Perakei Mishnah Beis. As we've mentioned at different points in the Masechta so far, the time of the Mishnah, there would customarily be a lengthy period between Kiddushin and Nisuin, the two halachic stages of marriage. The Mishnah discusses a man and woman who performed Kiddushin and who didn't come to any specific agreement as to when the halachic consummation of the marriage, the Nisuin or Chuppah, would take place. The Mishnah teaches that in such a case, from the time that the Chassan gives his Kala notice that we'd like to proceed with the Nisuin, she has the right to delay the Nisuin for up to 12 months to give her time to properly prepare to begin married life. As the Mishnah states, A Kala who is a Besula, she wasn't married previously, is given 12 months from the time of her Chassan's request, this is her Aras, they are halakhically married, just they don't live together yet as man and wife. From the time he says, let's proceed with Nisuin, she gets 12 months to prepare herself for married life, arrange her clothing and jewelry, etc. The Mishnah states, it cuts both ways. He too has the right to delay the Nisuin for 12 months, to give him time to prepare the wedding preparations, preparing a residence, where he and his kala will live, etc. But as mentioned, the case here is where she wasn't previously married, and so she did not receive from her previous husband the things she would need to begin married life. The Mishnah states, Ulamana, in the case of a widow, however, meaning a woman who was previously married, she went through Kedush and soon with a previous husband, and he died. In that case, Shloshim Yom. She only gets a preparation period of 30 days. Another substantial qualification mentioned in the Gemara is that the notion of her having a right to a preparation period of 12 months is only if she's under the age of a, a Bogeres, being under 12 and a half. Once she becomes a Bogeres, the assumption is that she's going to prepare for marriage even if she hasn't yet found a husband. And so she only gets you know, 12 months from when she becomes a Bogeres. Therefore, if the husband married her, they did Kedushin 12 months after she became a Bogeres, she only gets 30 days to prepare for a married life. Gives you a sense of how different things were in the time of the Mishnah. The Mishnah now discusses, what if he gives man velonisu? Let's say she was a Basula, she wasn't a Bogeres yet, so she had the 12 months. The day of the wedding came and went. The Chassan was dragging his feet. He went and postponed the wedding beyond the 12 months from when he requested that they go through Nisuin. Allah is that you're know, assuming that this wasn't due to some unforeseeable circumstance, he wasn't what we call an ones, Ocheles Mishalo, she begins to enjoy the rights that every Nisua has. Specifically, she can start to support herself on his dime. He has to pay for her food and her clothing, etc. Not only that, Vilcheles Betruma. If her father is not a Kohen, or Chasen is a Kohen, from this deadline that uh, he missed, Allah is she may begin to partake of truma. But Allah is that although, of course, the person who him or herself is not a Kohen may not partake of truma, once a woman marries a Kohen, she may have truma as the Aisha's Kohen. And the truth is that on the biblical level, from the moment of Kedushin, when they did that first step of the halachic marriage, she was already in the Pusik's description, his Kenyan Kaspo, he meritally acquired her, and she already at that point had a right to have truma. But the Rabbanan said that in practice she shouldn't start having truma from her coming husband until Nisuin, 
the Gemara cites two possible reasons for that rabbinic decree. The Mishnah says, if the appointed time, the deadline for when he was supposed to complete the marriage by, came and went, the rabbinic decree no longer applies, and the Sabbath Yisrael may start having truma from her Kohen husband. Now, in this case, where he's a Kohen, it would be in his interest to provide her truma for her Mizonos needs. For truma, you know, being that there's less demand for truma, only the Kohan could have it, is cheaper. The Mishnah presents a dispute as to how much of her Mizonos food may be in the form of truma. Bitarfin Omer, Bitarfin says, No salaha kol truma. If he wants, he can give her all of her food in the form of truma. However, Rabbi Akiva, Omer Rabbi Akiva says, No, mech tzachulun mech truma. You can only give her up to half of her food in the form of truma. The other half has to be regular chulin, you know, non-holy food. Because practically speaking, all of the food he gives her is truma, she won't be able to easily use about half of that. Because a woman every month becomes a nida, which puts her in a state of ritual impurity, a woman who's a nida is not allowed to eat to holy food like truma. Which means she's going to have to go through the ordeal of selling it, so Bikiva says that the chas and her husband can't impose that difficulty on her. Rabbi Tarfin holds that technically he has the right to give her everything in Truma, even though, again, that means it's going to be a bit of a pain. She'll have to go extra step to go and sell the Truma food during her days of Tumas and Nida. The Gemara says that this dispute of Bitarfin and Bikiva applies specifically where the Kala is a Baskoen who is familiar with how this works, is she'll have to you know, sort out and make sure not to eat the truma during her days of tuma. She'll be familiar with this, how if a Kohen is tummy, then he has to deal with the truma food, you know, convert that, sell that, to be able to eat during the days of tuma. Whereas if she is a Basisral, I mean, her father's not a Kohen, where all of this will be new to her, will be even more of a hardship. Even a Ritarfan agrees that in that case, you can't give her all of her food in the form of truma, and no, half of it has to be non-holy, regular chulun food.